So I'm just going to talk for a few minutes because the goal of this morning is more worshiping than it is uh, just having a sermon. Um, But, you know, Austin's been asking us to think for the last couple of months just through what does worship mean um, and through what does that look like in our life throughout the week. Um, He's talked to us about the idea that it's not just a Sunday thing, but it's an all week long thing. And so I want to talk just a little bit further about that this morning, and then we're going to participate in a couple of more worship activities. We are going to read a couple of scriptures together. And before I do that, um, I just want to remind you that what we put up here on the screen um, is from the Bible. It's scripture. It's God's word. I was reminded um, not too long ago, I had a friend with me in church, and all of our scriptures were up on the screen. And when we left, she said, you guys didn't use the Bible at all. And we had used a ton of scripture in the sermon that morning. And it just reminded me of the fact that sometimes people don't realize that scripture is what we're reading when we're reading from the screen. I also a lot of times type my scriptures out in my notes, and so I don't even get my Bible out to read the scripture. I read it from my notes. But I just want to assure you that this is all coming from the word and that the scripture reference, if you want to look it up in your Bible, is always listed on the screen as well. So we're going to start with 2 Kings 17, 35 through 39. And I'm going to read out of the NIV. When the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites, he commanded them, Do not worship any other gods or bow down to them. Serve them or sacrifice to them. But the Lord, who brought you up out of Egypt with mighty power and outstretched arm, is the one you must worship. To him you shall bow down, and to him offer sacrifices. You must always be careful to keep the decrees and regulations, the laws and commands he wrote for you. Do not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I have made with you, and do not worship other gods. Rather, worship the Lord your God. It is he who will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. See, worship is about declaring worth. What has worth in your life? And our worship should be directed at God and God alone. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. It's about saying that God alone is the one who's worthy. And we declare that he's worth more than everything else put together. Therefore, worshiping God alone is super important to the idea of worship. We shouldn't ascribe that level of worth to anyone or anything else. In these verses, God emphasizes that almost to the point of it being a little bit funny. And because he says over and over again, and do not worship other gods. And do not worship other gods. Worship is also our response to God. Worship is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. And this uh, particular scripture talks about that as well. It's defined by the priority we place on God who is in our lives and where God is on our list of priorities. Worship is the matter of a heart expressed through lifestyle. Worship is the matter of the heart expressed through lifestyle. Worship isn't just about singing loud. It's about living loud for our great God. So two questions I want you to think about. 
Am I ascribing worth to God throughout the week in my life? Or am I just doing that when I come together as a group? And the second question is, is there anything else that I am worshiping, giving great worth to by the way I live my life that I need to get rid of and worship God only? Yes. The first one is, am I ascribing worth to God throughout the week with my life? And then the second one is, is there anything else that I am worshiping by the way I live my life? And then whatever those things are, we need to get rid of them. Um, give like if you're ascribing something you're giving it something so if I'm ascribing worth then I'm giving that object worth I'm giving it value I'm declaring is another word for ascribing Matthew 15 7 and 8 and this is Jesus talking He says, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Doesn't that describe us sometimes? We sing the words, but our hearts and our minds are totally disconnected from what we're singing. We sit through the sermon, barely keeping our eyes open and can't tell anyone One word, thought, or practical application from the sermon? See, we're playing at worship when we do that. We're not really worshiping. We have to have obedient lives to worship God. God doesn't want hypocritical worship. He doesn't want people who say he's great but don't act like it. Real worship changes everything we do because it changes who we are. God changes who we are. And the question I want you to think about here is how is the fact that I serve a great God changing how I live my life? How is the fact that I serve a great God changing how I live my life? Or maybe making a difference in the way I live my life. Maybe you've already made those changes, but how are you living your life differently because of that? And then Mark 12, 30. This is also in Deuteronomy. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. See, both the Old and New Testament tell us that our relationship with God involves all that we are. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. And worship involves all that we are. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Music is important. But worship is not just music. Now I say that music is, I'm not trying to diminish music in worship. However, I think we give that a lot of value to the exclusion of other avenues of worship. Worship involves all the ways in which we can respond to God. All the ways we can praise him by what we say as well as what we do. 
all the ways we can demonstrate that God is worthy of all praise. Worship expresses the heart and gives praise upward. That's speaking. Worship involves the mind and receives instruction from God. That's listening. And worship involves the body and carries out instruction in the world around us. That's doing. So speaking, listening, and doing are all parts of worship. So the question here is, am I worshiping God throughout the week with all that I am? Am I speaking, listening, and doing? See, I think one of the things that's valuable about that question is it shows us what area we might over-rotate in, in worship. Like maybe I'm speaking to the exclusion of doing, and I want to make sure that I'm doing all of those things in my life and in my worship. And then just a, a reminder, because I know that when we talk about things like this, it's really easy to focus in on what I'm not doing right. And 1 John 1.8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. See, we do our best to get worship right, but part of being right is admitting we aren't always right. You know, part of being right is confessing. Jesus is doing it right for us, and he invites us to join in with what he's doing. And I think we need to remember that as we evaluate worship and its place in our lives and how well or not so well we're doing with that. So just as a recap, worship is a lifestyle. It changes everything we do and who we are. And it involves speaking, listening, and doing. Let's pray together. God, I pray that as um, your body and individually throughout the week, that our lives will reflect the fact that you are worth far more than anything else in our life. Nothing else even compares. I pray that we'll take the time to sit and think about the things that you've done for us and who you are and how powerful you are and how much you love and care about us. I pray that we'll bring our requests to you and that we'll tell you the things that that are on our heart, the people that we care about, the situations that are hard and painful. I pray, God, that we'll surrender to you and we'll let you bring healing and hope and power to our lives and to the lives of the people that we share Jesus with. God, I pray that you'll convict us if we're not worshiping you with our whole life and that you'll show us the areas we need to change. And I just thank you for Jesus and the fact that we don't have to be perfect But God, we sure want to be as perfect as we can for you, simply because we want to honor you the best we can. We love you so much, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week, and you can get more information about that at dentonnorthchurch.com.